This week on Pilot Co-Pilots, we have Kate Friedman of TV Land's Teachers and discuss the People vs. O.J. Simpson with Francis McKern. And welcome to another episode of Pilot Co-Pilots, where each episode we talk to TV industry guests and take you on a guided tour through the pilot episode of one of this season's newest shows. That's right. We treat each new series like a sibling's new boyfriend. What are you doing in our living room? (laughs) I'm Maya Boudreaux. And I'm Evan Watkins. And we have an action-packed episode. That's true. So we want to get right to it. It's full of murder, intrigue. White Ford Broncos. And wigs. Yeah. Lots <laughs> of wigs. wigs. First off, we will discuss the pilot of American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, with comedian Francis McKern. And guys, we <laughs> we have a lot to That's say. That's true. It was a lot. Um, and then we interview Kate Friedman, one of the co-creators and stars of the brand new series Teachers on TV Land. Yeah. yeah so. uh, anything you want to discuss before we get started? Well, I just want to say... Um, this is really a very special episode to me because both of our guests are two of my oldest friends. We all three met at this Second City teen boot camp. Uh, and these ladies, they've been really an important part of my life for like 14 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a lot of fun recording. Yeah. Yeah. So here it is. We are here with Frances McKern, my good friend. Yeah. Uh, and... She is a writer, performer, improviser in Chicago. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) We have such a treat for you guys today. We watched American Crime Story, The People vs. OJ, and it was a treat and a treasure. I mean, I don't want to say it's the best TV I've watched in years, but... It comes close. (laughs) It really does come close. It comes real close. Yeah, I was was so joyful. I mean, the whole time, but especially like the last five minutes were some of the most. I, my I heart think was I was pounding. like, I had my, my, my hands above my head. Just like, in a cheering position. In a position. cheering position, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of that. Um, no, I felt my heart just kind of full. Mm-hmm. And I think that has a large part to do with the cast. Oh, gosh. I absolutely. mean, uh, like, there are some like tried and true, like, police procedural drama go to casting. Uh-huh. And then there's like just a cavalcade of people who were on TV in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> and then who you haven't seen. Which since is so then. fitting, right? Right, exactly. Because we know what these people look like in double breasted suits. Mm-hmm. And, and they're back here at they it. Are. <laughs> here we go. And they again. haven't missed a beat. <laughs> they look great. So, just as an overview of what American Crime Story, The People versus O.J. Simpson, which I'm going to refer to just as The People versus O.J. Sure. Simpson, is. It's a what they call limited series, much like Fargo or you know those 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 anthology series, mm-hmm. uh, American Horror Story, um, which one season this will be ten episodes um, follows one story. This is one of the creations of Ryan Murphy, who also does American Horror Story, hence the name American Crime Story, and it's the trial of O.J. Simpson. I don't think we really need to read the summary of the plot, no, right? Because we all lived it. <laughs> we were there. The three we of us were lived in it. We were in <laughs> second, second grade. grade. Yeah. yeah, I actually remember uh, 
specifically being in second grade yeah. and being like, the glove didn't fit. Uh-huh. And, and I had no I idea what it meant. But they wheeled a TV into the classroom when they read oh, wow. Uh, wow. the, uh-oh, can't think of the, the word. Verdict. You know, the verdict. verdict. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh-huh. The verdict. Um, wow, that's pr- progressive school. <laughs> well, it was the CPS. <laughs> Chicago Public Schools, yeah. Chicago Public Schools, sorry. Um, Which, speaking of Chicago and uh, just this – things that have been going on in the news. I will say this series starts off and it it's footage of the LA riots. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know it, what you're trying to say. I think it's pretty apparent yeah. that this is yeah. going to be kind of a racially driven um, series. Yeah, right. It immediately puts us in the context of cops versus African-Americans. It's certainly right. framed like, that way. And I think – you know, starting to watch it, there's as, you know, three white people sitting around this table, right. you know, like it's it's immediately kind of putting us on on edge because yeah. like we realize that this is something that we can't automatically relate to. But then I think the, the problem that I had with the pilot was that it immediately broke off into a million different directions, mm-hmm. picking mm-hmm. up on a million different things. Like obviously there's race relations, but then there's also like, oh, he's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So the LAPD mm-hmm. are treating him with kid gloves. Mm-hmm. Gloves reference. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the lady lawyer, like, right. oh, how tough it was. There to are be a, a lot of, a lot of, little a chunks. Lot of uh, issues going on. Yeah. Like it's jam packed. But is, I mean, that's is. also probably a really good indicator of what the trial was at exactly. the time you know mm-hmm. exactly and we're kind of in a place now where that's definitely in a resurgence you know making that sort of an issue that's brought up and it's not just pure like trashy drama which mm-hmm. it very easily could be right because like no matter how you feel about uh whether or not oj simpson did it mm-hmm. uh it, it's clearly indicative of this terrible judicial system that we're in that's completely (laughs) imbalanced on the wake of making a murderer right uh the pop culture phenomenon so let's let's just run down some of the cast here all right um we have sarah paulson she plays marcia clark who is the da Mm -hmm. prosecuting uh you know oj and we also have john travolta as robert shapiro Robert Shapiro, right? Boy, do we ever have John Travolta. Oh, he is making all the right choices and a lot of choices. Oh, yeah. Every choice that could be made, he made it. Yes. And and probably after three seconds of deliberation. (laughs) Listen, this is just his instinct. I think he went first to make up make his eyebrows done yes i think he well knew i think they said give me he said give, give me, me the, the battlestar galactica and they're like we can't do full-on dreads <laughs> no he said give me battlestar galactica and then pull it back justin <laughs> yeah yeah i'll handle the rest <laughs> right <laughs> i mean his just remove the wires and the dreads <laughs> and i'm he good. looks crazy he looks insane he but looks, he also looks he looks good. like an insect though like his man his uh jaws his mandibles mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. jutting out from his face tight. at an impossible degree yeah, yeah and tight and it it's is, a tight like jaw performance it really is it really is but i couldn't help when he came on screen i was beaming He's because mad- it was just so magnetic and i couldn't 
take my eyes off of him. He's mesmerizing. You know, he the, really is. The, per- the person in the cast who we haven't mentioned yet, who is my first favorite on screen appearance. The Schwim? No, it's when we first <laughs> see the white Ford Bronco. Oh, <laughs> I, yes. I applaud it. It was, yeah. You yeah, know what? It was I, a true moment of joy. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I think that the show did an amazing job with capturing that iconic imagery of that yeah. time, not only with the look of the, pe- like, you know, costuming and. But, I mean, the actual objects themselves look like they were just completely taken out of the news footage at the time. They're so important. Without the perfect white Bronco, without the perfect glove, it wouldn't, I mean, there's no point in doing it. (laughs) But everyone looked great. Yeah. It was really well done. Yeah. Uh, Who else do we have? We have David Schwimmer. And he plays Robert Kardashian, the Kardashian father, of course. I mean, yeah. Who is good friends with OJ. and (laughs) Seemingly like like codependent (laughs) living in a codependent relationship with the juice well that's the best part is that he exclusively calls him the juice this is his best (laughs) friend but he calls him the juice all the time my takeaway uh is that i'm pretty sure that 80 percent of uh robert kardashian's lines in this script is just shouting other characters names (laughs) because he shouts juice Juice. and then ac's here kimmy's room kimmy (laughs) Not juice. Kimmy's room. Chris he is going to have lunch at least with her. fifteen times. <laughs> he I said would juice. say so many. Um, and yeah, he's he's kind of he's like he's a nerdy, pathetic. He's playing him as being in love with. OJ. Yeah. yeah, there's a real. If obsession he's made a there. choice at all. Rob, what do you think of the idea that you join the team too? You could reactivate your license, and you might provide a special insight to us. Absolutely, I think that's a great idea. Bobby understands me. We've been friends forever. When Chris and I broke up, the juice was there for me every night. I, I'd do anything for this man. Good. Okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I hope that story unfolds in the next nine episodes. That must have been rough. Um, uh, uh, who else is in the uh, Cuba Gooding Cuba. Jr. Oh, Jr. Cuba. 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 Are we going Cuba. with Cuba? Or is it's it, Cuba. It is Cuba, officially. Cuba. Okay. Oh, God. I, I don't really know what to say. I I'm so processing. if it's... Um, like with so many of the performances in this, I can't tell if it's choices that they, the actor has made or if it's being true to the character. I've watched it twice now. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I think that Cuba (laughs) is going full on method. Yeah. I I actually think that he's feeling all these things. He jumped over her. And he (laughs) see, it's almost like it hurts to act it. Yeah. I Um, see. I mean, yeah. Which is fitting because I was thinking about this that the this last time through and I was like, oh, it hurts OJ to act it all too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so in that way, it is a weird performance because he's a weird guy, I think. I think mm-hmm. OJ's a strange guy right. and he's like totally egotistical yeah. and only thinks about himself. And uh, you know, he's a huge star and he's go- going through this crazy uh event. Right. Which personally, I'm pretty sure he murdered her. I mean, I worked at Barnes & Noble when the If I Did It book uh-huh. came out mm-hmm. and got thousands of oh calls. Oh, well, not thousands, but, you know, at least 10 calls saying, <laughs> how dare you carry this book on the, you know, shelves. Right. What is that When book? that happened, it's, he, wrote, he wrote a book about how he would have done it if he did it. I mean, totally insane. Oh, my God. Okay, is it, is it impolite to ask him? No, man, what is, talk what, to me. What is Howard's game plan? I don't what? know what Howard's game plan. That's what I keep telling you. Cuffed That's what I'm saying. Why was I cuffed on? And now it's all over TV. Why did he let you get interviewed? Whatever they asked me, I talked to him because I told him I 
have nothing to hide. What do I got to hide? Juice ain't got nothing to hide. Why in the hell were you in there alone? I don't know, man. I don't. These are good questions. I think there's a lot of um, great uh, police procedural tropes happening, like uh, you know, right smack dab in in the in the beginning is just a textbook law and order body discovery scene mm-hmm. where an animal leads someone Which, uh, walking I think their dog. Apparently happened. Yeah, I mm-hmm. have no doubt that that's yeah. how it happened. It's but a it, Shiba Inu. Yeah. With bloody paws. Mm-hmm. That Shiba Inu was a terrible actor, though. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. just made, totally blank. No, totally. they, like, drugged it. Made no... I felt bad for that large There's man nothing. that happened upon the Shiba Inu. Like Kevin he James. had nothing to work with. Nothing. Just blood on a paw. Uh, I thought he, he was did. acting with His paw. gasp, though, was scared me. Yeah. It He's, was a good gasp. He, his reaction scared me. I jumped a little the first time I watched Listen, it. Listen, that gasp, I, I've thought long and hard about it. And the first time I watched it, because I, it's this, it's, <gasps> it's it's an intake, but then an exhale. Uh-huh. And I thought that was strange. But then I was thinking, oh, if I happened upon a dead body, I would definitely go, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would exhale too. Mm-hmm. How devastating. No, he yeah. killed that scene. Terrible. Whoever yeah, that he did. Kevin James lookalike was. I think it's the, the, the minor, minor characters are the heroes of this pilot for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, we got the steadfast John Travolta's, you know, carrying everything. But well, it's almost like a it's breath carrying everything on his eyebrows. Yeah. Well, it's almost a breath of fresh air because you're it's like so star studded, and right. then when just like a normal, like an actor you don't know comes on, you're like, okay. uh, you're like oh, you yeah. do the exact <laughs> inhale <Yeah>. and <laughs> exhale. Um, who else do we have? Courtney B. Vance. Oh yeah, as who, uh, Johnny, Johnny Cochran. Who defends OJ eventually? Later, once uh, John Travolta goes back to his Scientology planet. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's my yes. favorite of the main char- of yes. the main actors so far. Yeah, um, and it was just because I love Sarah Paulson, but I have a problem with the way that her character is being portrayed. But yes. Courtney B. Vance has done an amazing job of overcoming my Seinfeld fueled youth view mm-hmm. of Johnny Cochran, you know, mm-hmm. who told you to put the bomb on. So he had like a huge uphill battle for me to take him seriously as yeah. a real life human being and not just Kramer's lawyer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like it he's doing it. And, uh-huh. and he looks great. He looks great, obviously. I mean that's a great person to style. Their also. glasses budget for this show must be through yeah. the roof. Yeah. There's a lot of great eyewear uh should we talk for a second about sarah paulson's yeah like the you know the the juggling motherhood and And career and ambition here's here's the when you when you look at the opening credits and you see that john travolta is an executive producer it just kind of oh i didn't didn't realize that he got ep it just immediately immediately loses all credibility for any like, I don't know. Like, it, I just... So it had to build itself back up for you, is it what did, you're saying. It did. And and where it's really failing is with Sarah Paulson's uh, character, with Marsha Clark. And, you know, I don't... Again, I was in second grade, and I haven't really done a lot of reading about it since mm-hmm. then. Um, but I, I feel like they're really hitting the nail repeatedly over the head of how she can't do this effectively because mm-hmm. she's a mother and because she's going through a divorce and it's emotionally uh, taxing. Yeah, I really, I, I noticed that a lot the second time through. I mean, it was there the first time through, but I was being 
introduced to everyone. Um, and it's interesting that it's that the show is doing that because in an interview that I read with Marsha Clark, she said that's what I was sort of it was all designed for me to fail because they were questioning my credibility because I was a mother. Marsha? Good morning. Have we heard from the LAPD? Uh-huh. What time does Simpson return? He lands at LAX around noon. Uh-huh. Oh, Westwood Flower Garden call. They want to know if the baby tulips can be peach, not pink. Your lips are moving, but I don't know what they're saying. Lynn's baby shower. Oh, Jesus. Today at lunch. What time am I supposed to be going? Marsha, you're not going. You're throwing it. Well, not anymore. I'll tell her. She'll understand. And Gordon's lawyer called. Can I don't have time see? for this today. Got it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I guess my issue is that I don't believe that Sarah Paulson smokes compulsively. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's I don't like, know. I think she's a lip actor. And I think well, that she's a loving actor. a lip prop. Yeah, she'll, she'll chew <laughs> she'll on the lip She'll hang that, she that upper lip over and she'll do a little curl of the lip. And I'm mm-hmm. only really watching her lips. Well, that's yeah. why she doesn't eat she a cigarette. And anytime lips. she's holding she that cigarette, it looks like she's holding like one of those vintage cigarette yeah. holders. <laughs> Like That's it. how she holds it. It's not like some, like you know, it it's like someone who actually holds a cigarette I and smokes. S- I, s- I smoke a dainty cigarette. Yeah, but you but also you high- also could have a cigarette holder. You're that classy. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I also do a lot of lip acting too. <laughs> well, hey, not really though. <laughs> There's a a very small Selma part. Blair. Well, Selma Blair. Selma Blair. I just want to say. How dare they bring in the rest of the – like, gratuitous inclusion of the rest of the Kardashians. And I wanted it. I was I wanted it. I am fine it. with it. What I was not fine with is Connie Britton saying, there's your ex. <laughs> we know. We know. If uh, we're watching this, we, we know. know. Yeah. You don't need to point- establish that, that – a- Chris Cardet, Chris Jenner was married to Robert right. Kardashian. Yeah. The, Connie Br- the point of the scene is that we know. Like the <laughs> yes. only reason they're there is that we're watching, we know. We want we're watching for this right now. You yeah. know? Connie uh, Britton Carly. plays Faye Resnick. Yeah. Who was As good Camille Grammer from Housewives calls her the morally corrupt Faye Resnick. Yeah. Um which I think she's gonna nail it. Yeah. I mean, she, I could she watch was one of Nicole well, her and Chris Jenner, two of Nicole's best, best friends, friends. Yeah. As opposed to uh, Robert Kardashian, who was tight with OJ, which is <laughs> why it's so so rife with drama. Um, uh, the they haven't made a lot of music choices, which is typically how I uh, judge whether or not I'm going to continue to watch mm-hmm. a show is if I like their choices. However, they at the end they had a Nina Simone song playing, which is like, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, of course. I am just so thankful that for once it wasn't Sinner Man. Um, because they play that all the time. Well, it would have get, gotten really dark if they played Strange Fruit. Then right. we would have said the racial aspect of this is over the top. Over the top. You know, I think they split because like Sinner Man, too obvious. Mm. Strange Fruit, whoa. whoa. <laughs> so the song that they did choose was, I think, perfect. Yeah. I thought the ending was great. Mm-hmm. I, I'm totally ready to watch the next episode. Yeah. I mean... I I did like to see that Bronco swerving out, swerving in. It did get me. I just want excited. this next episode to be a full hour of nothing but this car chase. Because if I recall correctly, it could be a full hour it could of that be a because full that's hour. that was such that a was huge the deal. News. That's my memory from this is like I think we were at one of my sister's like out of town softball games in Detroit, and I remember us yeah. sitting in one of those like 
hotel like motel rooms gathered around this tiny TV <laughs> watching this chase. Yeah. Well, Ford the best Bronco. part about it is like so often in the news and in the media and stuff that's written about this case, they refer to it as a low speed chase, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. We're due for a was. low speed chase. We yeah, I'd love to had, watch another low speed chase. We haven't it hasn't happened yet. And no, like now that there are like eight or twenty twenty four hour news channels, you know. Yeah. I'm amazed yeah. that there isn't one I know. all the time. Yeah. Cause that is just and can you imagine because I've seen it a few times on TV, because I only watch TV and I don't live a real life. But <laughs> um when you're watching a low speed chase on television and you hear it come by your house, I want that to happen oh, to God, me. Oh God, that's a dream. You know? Yeah. yeah. Come on, Chicago. <laughs> well it's not conducive. No, Actually it's really, it is for a low speed it chase. Is. For a standstill chase. Um as far as the structure of this pilot, though, as an overall, you know, episode of a show, I, I think it was really good. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I mean, it start it starts right off the bat. OJ's like coming out of his house to go to the airport. Then you realize that's what moments after when the murder allegedly took place. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's. It's a gathering of all these characters. Mm-hmm. You're learning about them. You're already invested in the right. people involved. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's different. You have to judge this pilot differently than like any because because we live through it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, real. You remember, and it, there's kind of a dawning like, oh right, yeah, that guy. Instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, I wonder who this is because right. we know who it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're we're judging the way that they're introduced a little differently than we normally would because there's yeah, no, less agree. of a question. Well, we're watching it. this show entirely differently than we watch every other show because we know how it ends. Mm-hmm. And so it's so much more about casting, right? watching these actors play real people. Um, Which I still think is like, that is the one problem. There's a lot of problems. I have a lot of problems with this show, <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, but I just think the casting... It's just kind of a. I guess I really I'm just very forgiving of that because I enjoy these particular watching these particular actors act. It just makes it so difficult to take the story seriously, you know. Like it makes it like when you have John Travolta in his. I I wrote down. I think one of Travolta's influences was maybe Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> So I get what you're saying. I don't think, but I don't know if I really feel like I have to take it too seriously because well, I think it is an the, FX Ryan Murphy. Yeah. But show. having the Rodney King footage at the beginning true, true, makes true. it like it puts it into you are about to take this very yeah. seriously, exactly. and then you have John Travolta's eyebrows later mm-hmm. on. Well, the thing about Travolta with me is I felt like this is the first role he hasn't had to act in. He was just like kind of like being a Hollywood schmuck. When he, he was, was holding like, court at Mr. Chow, I was like this. Literally, yeah. Is. That's yes. the entire that's his entire part part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's right. just holding court in right. any room he's in. Right. Right. And he's going to go. And like I think him. he's taking himself seriously. Oh yeah. Exactly. I don't think he ever doesn't take himself yes. seriously. Yeah. Yeah, so but do we think John Travolta's teeth are his teeth? How would we know he barely opens his mouth in this role? His jaw is so tight. <laughs> oh, I don't think I the don't eyebrows know. Did you are see real. his teeth? They're like piano keys. They're huge. I think they might just be his, <laughs> I think they're his teeth. I think they might just be his I teeth now. I think mm-hmm. he's he's always had large a large face. 
But now mm-hmm. it's just the skin that he's always had has now been pulled top yeah. like the head of a drum across <laughs> his existing bone structure. And mm-hmm. now we're able to see more of the contours. Mm-hmm. What a big week for him, though. I oh, mean, between Grease, Grease Live, Live and then this, I mean, he really... It's a I comeback. Bet he he a looked great you at know, the premiere. Don't call it a comeback, though. Because no, he was actually no. back in 2014. He no, he's he never gone away. Or was that 2013? <laughs> uh, I can't remember. It's forever in my heart. It really is. It really is. All right, well... I think we all are going to watch more. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without There's a doubt. no question about without it. Without a doubt. I can't I, wait. It's, and this won't be one of those series that I watch six episodes and then it dies off. No, I'm invested. I, I'm, you're gonna, but I am a little concerned, though, because they've covered so much in this first episode that... The trial was eight months long. I know. We only it, have ten it, episodes. It's trial. Yeah. It's a limited series. Well, so. I have to say, though, episode two better just be a whole chunk of car chase because because <laughs> if it's only half of an episode, I'm really like, what is it? Because it's a perfect bottle episode, it really isn't is. it? Because he's really just is. in the car the whole time. It's oh, perfect. my God. Yeah, it's like car speed, acting. except not, not <laughs> fast. Except low speed. Low, low speed. speed. But there's a lot of weaving. There is. Yeah. There's, more we- there's more weaving, less speeding, mm-hmm. for sure. Can't go too fast if you're going to weave. No. And it will star our favorite uh, character, the Bronco. The Bronco. <laughs> that is my favorite. That is my favorite character. That and the statue. Those mm-hmm. have been my two favorite Yeah. Characters. Not right, the well. Shiba Inu. <laughs> I frankly must have an impressive agent because I don't know how that dog got cast. Oh well, God, I would I never cast a Shiba Inu, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm no casting agent. Yeah. And maybe they were just trying to stay uh, true, true to, to the, the actual story. kind of dog. Yeah, I guess so. It seems fitting for that neighborhood, though. It did. It fit the neighborhood. Or they're capitalizing on the Doge meme. Everybody loves that Doge. <laughs> Shiba Inus are too clean for me. Well, that's what. That's why the blood popped. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> it's a visual trick. You never would have noticed that blood on like an Irish setter. No. Mm-hmm. That guy would have walked right past him. <laughs> Scraggly butt. <laughs> just be like, you've been walking in blood. Get also, out of here. I just walking love, through a junkyard. I love that it's. It was in a neighborhood where he had to walk his dog with a flashlight too. Like, what a contrivance. <laughs> like, whether or not that happened in real life, discovering a body while holding a flashlight and a bag to put dog poop in <laughs> is just classic. Yeah. I was impressed classic. by him having the flashlight. I was like, oh, that's not something I would think to take my dog on a walk. Well, but obviously he's a, a good city. dog owner. <laughs> and he's like, maybe he wants to walk in the street. He's got to protect himself from traffic. You know, wave the <laughs> flashlight about. That's the, Yeah, I can't imagine walking your dog with a flashlight. <laughs> I mean, so all said and done, this is definitely a pilot worth a watch, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. Highly recommended. Yeah. And we'll be there for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, if nothing else, I would say watch it so you can have an opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah, I think... This is going to be water cooler talk. People are totally. going to be talking about this. It's not yeah. bad enough that you're watching it to make fun of it. No. But it's it's just bad enough it's, that you're like... It's Ryan Murphy. It's, it's Ryan juicy. Murphy. You know, there you go. It's There's juicy. a lot there. It's yeah. juice. There's a lot there. It's the juice. <laughs> the juice. It is and on the that juice. note... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh, 
being our guest. Thanks, Francis. For letting me watch the show with you. Um, <laughs> for getting me into it. Is there anything you would like to plug? Uh, sure. Uh, I am directing a show uh, that's going to go up in late March uh, as part of the Runaways Lab Theater. Uh, they're doing uh, a compilation of short plays. Um, that's the, the compilation's called uh, Doing Drugs and Dying in Space Ritual. Cool. And the play that I'm directing is about uh, the Ramones as space punks in search of the perfect drug. So, oh, wow. So that's exactly what a 28-year-old mother of one should be working on, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's if you're be, in Chicago. Yeah, it's going to be at the it. Iridium uh, Clothing Company basement space in Wicker Park. Cool. Wonderful. Well, thanks for being on our second episode. <laughs> thanks for having me. It was fun. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program to let you know that CBS's Angel from Hell has been pulled from CBS's lineup. That's right. The pilot that we discussed in our first episode has been canceled. We are the kiss of death, apparently. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. We can only hope the same doesn't happen for the people versus OJ, right? Yep, I hope not. And now on with the show. <laughs> We are here with my good friend, Kate Friedman, uh, who is the co-creator, executive producer, writer, and one of the stars of Teachers on TV Land, uh, which we are recording on the week it premiered, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So just a couple <laughs> days after. It's crazy. How, how's it going, Kate? I, <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, obviously, great to be here and be with you guys be in chicago and um it's kind of hard to believe that people outside of like you know myself the rest of the katie dids and our like close friends and family have seen teachers now it's um it's crazy it's it's crazy so this show started you were in an improv group in mm -hmm. chicago right called the katie Dids, right um which was a bunch of girls named kate right right um and that came about someone curated it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Caitlin Barlow, one of the members, okay. actually founded the group. Um, at the time she founded the group, there was this show at I.O. where all the Katie Dids were either already on Herald teams or going through classes or, you know, some of us had gone through classes together um, where we had all met. But there was this super cool midnight show on like Friday nights called Radical Concepts. And um, anyone was welcome to apply. You just had to have a, you know, quote unquote, radical concept for an improv show. <laughs> <laughs> and Caitlin Barlow's radical concept was, oh, you know, I know so many nice, funny girls named Kate in improv. Uh, it's so funny. We all have the same name. We're just going to like, wouldn't it be great if we just did an improv show together and like that would be radical. Um, so she sent out a Facebook message to the Five, the five other five of us. And, um, you know, I knew a lot of the girls, but I didn't know all of them. So not all of us had no knew each other. We, you know, the first show, some of us met for the first time, but she sent this message out and we were all totally game for it. We were like, that sounds fun. Let's do it. Um, and then we got rejected from the show because they were like, that is not radical enough. And you guys are like, <laughs> <"How> dare they? <laughs> Thank you, Maya. Um, they were like, you fucking losers. Like, this is, no pointless you all have the same name like congratulations like whatever <laughs> and they rejected us um but we were like well you know we all still were game we should find let's just do the one show because we our intention was to 
just literally do one improv show and have it mm-hmm. be a fun time mm-hmm. and then be done with it. We're like, well, we'll find another place to do it. So yeah, not all of us knew each other. A lot of us were meeting for the first time. And but then you guys, I mean, it seems like you guys became a kind of standard in the Chicago improv scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then- yeah. Made this web series, <laughs> Teachers, right. uh, which eventually you got guys got out to L.A. And I know you were pitching to some networks and stuff. And I mean, talk about that. Yeah, totally. We, um, you know, from improv group uh, that wasn't meant to be, we created it into a like improv group and we started doing more and more in shows. And then um, at some point we, uh, Kate Lambert and the group, uh, had the idea to create a video um, to promote our improv show. So we did that. But then we ended up having so much fun in the video. We were like, oh, man, we should make more videos. So we did a lot of sketch videos. And then we were like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to do this web series. This was not teachers. It was completely different. Um, and they had asked if we um, had an idea of who we wanted to direct it. And we knew, we were like, yeah, our friend Matt Miller, who is, you know, a great you know, guy with super deep roots in Chicago, did a lot of, was a casting director for a number of years and now is mainly just a director and is just so super su- successful as he deserves to be. Um, but at the time we were like, we know we want to do this with Matt Miller. And we reached out to Matt and Matt was totally game. Um, but for whatever reason, this initial web series just ended up falling through. We didn't have the funds we needed. We didn't have like the, you know, the location. We just, it just didn't work out. And we're like, oh, bummer, but that's okay. We understand maybe next year we can do something. Um, but then Matt, <clears throat> I think, I'm pretty sure Matt um, grabbed like a bite with myself and Katie Colton or something and was like, hey, you know, I love the Katie Dids. The six of you are great. Like, um, isn't it funny that all of you look like teachers? I think it would be really funny <laughs> if the Katie Dids all played teachers. Um, and uh, also, Matt shared with us that he had heard on NPR that teaching was like one of the most revered like professions in you know our country, and yeah. people are so obviously everyone knows teachers are the basis of you mm. know everything. Um, so well respected, um, but at the same time, it was also one of the most adulterous professions. And oh, interesting. yeah. And that's we like, like how they say, like at um, geriatric facilities, like yeah. all those people are having sex. <laughs> right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. exactly. It's like all those old people have tons of tons. STDs because right. they have nothing else to do, and they're just exactly fucking, fucking. Each other. <laughs> old people in t-shirts. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's you know where you least expect the fucking. Yeah, I mean. it's happening. So I went out with a drug dealer, uh, Jared S. Make a better choice. Saturday night, it was incredible. That is so awesome. Okay, Alfred G, three, two. Not today, my friend. Is he like a mobster or something? No, he likes us by getting on the low full time. Stop down now. (laughs) You tell me he has a goatee, I'm gonna be so jealous. I'm gonna act like all of a sudden this just all happened. And then you're in LA, okay? (laughs) Yeah. And you're making a TV show for a network. Right. TV Land. Right. And you're executive producing. Mm-hmm. You're writing. Right. You're acting. Right. I mean, and this is your first time doing TV. Like, right. what's the most shocking thing? What did what did you learn? What, yeah. what were you surprised about? And what were you, like, delighted by? I, I mean... It's just such a it's just such a crazy thing for like a first timer to do. So yeah, totally. It was super crazy and like the whole thing, you know, um 
when the Katie get Katie dids get together and talk about it now and we, you know, have a little bit I mean, the tiniest bit of perspective on it. It was just like the whole thing was such an education and like everything was such a learning experience um, and a super positive one at that. Like, you know, we always say that we kind of like took like um, it was like our first experience and it was so great. But it was also like this like master's class of like literally, you know, writing, because obviously we had a ton of experience in writing, but we have a ton of experience in sketch writing, which is mm-hmm. extremely different mm-hmm. than writing, you know, a 30 minute show with a narrative and a yeah, story and an all and, of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Arcs and stuff. So um, we read a lot of books and um, we uh, tried to read them as quickly as possible. And, uh, <laughs> we also had two amazing showrunners, Ian Roberts and Jay Martell, who have obviously like uh, the most crazy resumes and they have right. all this experience. Key and Peele. Key and Peele, yes. And um, they've uh, written lots of screenplays right, together right. and um, Get Hard they did last oh, year. Right, right. So, yeah. You know, they're um, a wonderful duo and they've been working together forever and Jay worked on Strangers with Candy and like um, these two guys are like literally, you know, they're the funniest two guys on the face of the earth and they're brilliant writers and they're wonderful leaders and um they really helped us through this experience you know but um i mean gosh i mean being in the writers room was amazing uh, it was such a great experience um and it was something we kind of discovered recently like cuz we're just starting to do press now or you know a few weeks ago was that we we don't really know if this has ever taken place on any other show, but our writer's room was predominantly female, and we're not quite sure of any other show that had that experience because um, we only had two men in the room. Um, our amazing writer's assistant, Alyssa Forlighter, obviously female, um, Jill Cargerman, our co-EP, female, um, and then the six Katie dids, and then we just had Ian and Jay, so... We had eight women mm-hmm. and two men, which um, is really um, kind of unheard of in a way. And yeah. Jay Martell was kind of, our showrunner was kind of like, you know, to me it's historic because I've been working in TV forever and I've never, you know, seen or had this experience and it was really special. Um, and it's something we're super proud of um, yeah. because, you know, like we all, you know, I obviously writing has been a passion, of, you know, we've known each other for years, you know, I love writing as since I was a kid but like that was kind of like the biggest dream come true probably like out of all the hats to wear that was probably like the best that's cool most real things it's like you never think like you're like oh, I love to write but I'm gonna find um some job that um you know requires writing or like writing is a requirement right. for it like I'm gonna go work for this advertising agent you know that's kind of what you think of as a kid right and to get to write it and perform it you know that's kind of amazing yeah it is and as far as your writer's room goes Mm -hmm. it's I mean you six Mm -hmm. who are also the stars of the show are are predominantly Mm -hmm. who write and then you have a couple writer's assistants and then the other producers right yeah yeah all 10 episodes um were uh we broke up we break the story together and we come up with plots together and we you know pick our favorites together and then um we once we have that all set up um and decided on we break off into twos into pairs and mix it up and each 
you know, different pair writes a different episode and um, then we, you know, come back together and share first drafts and go around and, you know, kind of gang ride in the room on the big screen and like throw stuff out there. So yeah, it was, it, it was a rare, like we were very involved um, every step of the way, especially writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everything was great. Act. I mean, to get, act, I, I'm very, very passionate about acting as well and being in front of the camera and when, you know, you have those little chances to get to improvise or change something on the fly. I mean, those are, I, so, you know, some of the, honestly, yeah. like it sounds like so pathetic and lame, well, that's but, like kind some of, of the probably, best moments. That's probably the beauty about also being an EP and right. a writer is like, <laughs> once you're on set, you can yeah. probably do a little bit of what you want right. <laughs> more than any other acting absolutely. job. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I also think it's like, Important to point out too, like, you know, the, we had to create these roles for ourselves. Like, you know, the six of us, um, love TV and we have, you know, this has been our dream to be on TV and to perform and write. But like, you know, we had been auditioning for a number of years in Chicago and, uh, we, you know, obviously I can speak for myself, but like this is, this is all of our first credit. So I can speak for myself and say like, I didn't get any of that and I really wanted it every time. And it was just like, you know, not happening, um, at any, you know, it just wasn't going to happen that way. And, um, you know, being able to write these things ourselves and have control over it and, you know, know each other's voices and support each other in that way of like, oh, I know Lambert will kill this line and this will be perfect or like, oh, Barlow's got this on lock or like, this is perfect for O'Brien or this storyline, this is for Katie Thomas, you know, to have that knowledge and that power was everything to us because it was um, quite honestly the only way that the six of us were going to get on TV. You know, we were doing... We were doing that Chicago comedy track of like That's we so auditioned for though. this. <laughs> it is. It, it really is. It's such a dream, right? It 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 yeah. totally is. And like, you know, we're so. I mean, we're so grateful for it. Like, you know, we are the like six like Midwestern like overly polite. Like, thank you so much and like all this stuff. But like, we really mean it because it just it just wasn't going to happen any other way for us. Probably, probably. I mean, if. If you're, Not on this level, perhaps. No. no Especially no, right away. No. You know. No. Um, definitely not. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's I mean, it's all thanks to like these people we had helping us, and obviously, like you know, when you reach out to William Morris and you're like, "Hey, will you help us?" and they say yes, you know, it's thanks to those people yeah. that like take a chance, and you know, like when you reach out to Allison Bree and like you meet her and she's game to be in, it. you know, it's thanks mm-hmm. to those people that give yeah. it a uh, legitimacy that we, you know, we just. Don't have on her own, and she's know? one of the executive producers. That's right, yeah. and she's on the first episode, right. which is everyone watch the show. It's hilarious, Thank um, you. and I'm not just saying that because Kate's <laughs> my best friend. Um, but uh, I, who else did you? I mean, the uh, Tim Bagley. Mm-hmm. Tim Bagley. He plays oh the God. principal, and he is killer. <laughs> He's killer. Funny. He is so good. He's probably like the world's funniest man. No He's so <laughs> good. That role is so perfect for him. Um, who else did you have on? Because uh, oh. I've, I've only seen two episodes so far, which uh, they've both been great. But who oh else? Uh, I mean, who else can we look for that's well, coming up? Um, it's the uh, it, it makes no sense, but we had Ian Roberts in an episode. Amazing. Um, 
obviously Tim Bagley. Um, we have Rob Riggle in our Picture Day episode, which so will be on funny. next week. Oh, should I, maybe I shouldn't say specific dates, but um, yeah. So second episode. That'll be the second episode yeah. in our Picture Day episode. Um, Rob Riggle. We have Rob Corddry. He plays the janitor nice. in an episode. He's great. This <laughs> <laughs> is really hilarious. Um, we have uh, Carrie Kinney, um, who's yeah. just like kind of like I was such the, like the biggest dork. Um, because my character, Ms. Feldman, gets to do a parent-teacher conference with her. And when she first when she agreed to do the show, I was like, wait, are you serious? Does she know what this is? Like, <laughs> she, she for real is going to do this? Because um, my amazing manager, uh, Maggie Haskins, helped get her involved in. It was just like crazy. Because, you know, you watch – you're obviously like everybody loves Reno 911 and she's brilliant and yeah. hilarious. And you're like, oh, my God. So she comes and she's obviously like the coolest, most amazing, so sweet. And you're like, oh, this is a Carrie Kinney Silver because she's like hyphenating out. You're like, um, can I uh, get you? Are you thirsty? And she's like, what the, the fuck is this? And then she walks in and she's like, oh, that weird PA that was on my ass. I have to do a scene with her. I was like, oh, my God. But um, – <laughs> But she's on it. She's on it. And she's amazing. Um, Sam Richardson, who's like um, co-star on Veep, but he's our really our good buddy from Chicago back at you know Second City. He was on main stage, and we yeah. knew him, and he was a good friend of ours. So I mean, the kids too. Oh, the they, kids are so good. Oh my god, yeah. they're so good. Are just, they? Okay? I mean, I always worry about what are they okay? kids. Are they okay? <laughs> I know we're always like, are you, can you go home? No, um, no. Some they're really sweet, and they are. Um, you know, I'm less worried about them than I am Their the parents? six of us. No, yeah, the parents. <laughs> seriously, seriously. You know, you do have those parents that like, you know, come sometimes come to set and like definitely distribute paper materials on behalf of their oh, wow. son or daughter. You have a few of those and they mean, and they're very sweet. Yeah. And then you have like, you know, the normal cool parents that are like, you know, he's, you know, he wants, to do this this. He he wants, wants to do. exactly yeah. like this was driven by him mm-hmm. or her, you know, and this mm-hmm. isn't. And then you have, you know, some that are in between that. Um, But safe to say that all of the kids that we had on were like far more experienced than us on camera and like, um, they, uh, their credits are like amazing. Like we have this one girl, um, play a foreign exchange student in an episode, um, in Miss Snap's class played by Katie Colleton. And she, um, is basically like in every national commercial and went on to play young Dolly Parton. In the dog. Oh, in the coat of many colors. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Isn't that kind of? That's a big one. I haven't Isn't watched that, that, but I mean, we got it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these kids. Like you, we got to work with all these kids, and then you go home and you're like, oh my god, it's Jerry. He's like, <laughs> Jerry's. Like, you know, um, we have the the sun. Um, Everything's happening for yeah, them I right know. now. Seriously, like these kids and are blowing up. Eight years old. <laughs> Seriously, like the sky's the limit for these kids. Um, we have. Um, Trevor Larkham, he plays a hot dad's kid in Miss Bennigan's class. This adorable redheaded kid. He's brilliant and hilarious. And I think he's got like some of the funniest kids lines in the pilot. Yeah, he's, he's in like, the pilot, yeah. yeah, he's like, I can't face my nemeses. And like, it's, <laughs> it's so funny. He's such, such a sweet kid too. But he's, um, he plays the son on True Detective in season two. He's, oh, um, yeah, I might yeah, recognize yeah. him from that. I mean, I didn't, I only saw a little bit of season. Yeah. I, I haven't seen him in it, but I, yeah, all I haven't the other watched all of have. season two. Yeah, like, he's in it. Like the rest of America. <laughs> <if you're laughs> like. We started it. We yeah. started, started it. Started it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's in it. They're the best. <laughs> all right, now I have to ask. Um, I mean, the characters, there's these six women. They all are very, I mean, you guys did a great job of like making everyone, every character kind of distinct. Yeah. 
each one of these women has their deal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sort of there's the one that kind of <laughs> defines herself on her breakup with her long term yeah. boyfriend. It right. seems like uh, then there's Miss Snap, who's uh-huh. like totally self obsessed right. and like online dating or whatever, always uh-huh. taking selfies <laughs> on like perched on her desk <laughs> or whatever. Um, and then, I mean, what, what? And then there's and then there's you. <laughs> Right. And I would call you the weirdo. I mean, right. what, what would you call yourself? <laughs> yeah. Miss Feldman um, is, uh, you know, in this group of teachers, she is the one that more often than not marches to the beat of a different drummer and is just trying to, you know, keep – she thinks she's playing along with everybody and <laughs> thinks like, oh, I heard the same question that they all did, but like obviously had – you know, uh, not the same understanding as others, but she's, you know, she <laughs> That's is, so fun to play. It I'm is. Sure. It is really fun. And it's something that, like, I feel like everyone can relate to. I know I definitely sure. can of, like, you know, when you think, like, I, oh, you're so confident. You're like, fuck yeah, I'm on the same page as everyone in this room. And, like, I'm going to confidently answer this. And you're like, uh, you know, you're not. You're <laughs> wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, she, um, she's kind of like the accidental teacher, you know, kind of, you know when you well what did you say i in the this other episode that we watched she gave up the opportunity for a management position at a the great steak and potato company to be a teacher (laughs) this is true yeah yeah she you know she she goes where the wind takes her and where the wind took her before teaching was she worked at the food court at the mall and um (laughs) that's you know that's that's miss feldman Okay, guys, bullying is not just pushing, beating, and shoving. We can also hurt each other with our words. So why don't we go ahead and shout out some examples of verbal bullying? Marty has a butt chin. (laughs) Yes, that is bullying. Any other examples? Denise doesn't know who her dad is. Hmm, this is an interesting example. It sounds like bullying, but is also a factual statement. So, is it bullying? I don't know the answer there. Miss Feldman's going to be honest with you guys. I don't know. This is one of those times where we're all on the same page, learning together, and it's really fun. You know, she's she's just showing up. She's definitely not making a lesson plan, and I don't think, you know, she didn't plan to be a teacher, and I don't think she's super trained to be a teacher. Um, but, you know, she's showing up every day to, you know, talk to the kids about, you know, whatever's on her mind or their mind or, like, whatever was on the news or really whatever was on, like, Access Hollywood last night before she went out, like, (laughs) you know, uh, and she's talking to them about it. Uh, Yeah, I feel like she's a big fan of Mario Lopez. Yeah, yeah, but the the beauty of that character is, like, as as much as she is a weirdo, Mm -hmm. you're so earnest. She's so earnest in everything she does, you know, like... And that's especially the the other episode that I watched. What was the uh, the second episode we screened? Duck Duck Goose. Duck Duck Goose. Yeah. That episode. I mean, you're. I feel like you're the the driving force of that episode, and and it's all in just like as weird as anything you do <laughs> is. It's all like very earnest, and because you really want to like you know be a good teacher and be a good teacher for the principal. And, right. Yeah. Um, she wants to do well. Um. She really wants to do well. <laughs> she probably relates. I feel like she probably relates to the kids more than any yes. other teacher. One hundred percent. She is totally. She's right there with them, like on the battlefield. She knows. Yes, they. You know, they are her. You know, the kids kind of are her people. Yeah. They. You know, her peers. Her peers. Those are her peers. Like she is one with them. Um, I feel like I've had a couple teachers like that too. 
sadly. Yeah. But they're good they're teachers. They, you know, <laughs> in their own little way, sometimes they'll teach you something. It's probably not from a textbook, and it's probably really inappropriate, but it's something you <laughs> keep with remember. Your yes, exactly, exactly. And that episode, too, is funny, um, is actually based on a real-life experience by our showrunner, Ian Roberts. He was a substitute teacher, I believe, in... It was either Milwaukee or Chicago, but um, he was in school one day um, and he was reading the newspaper and a kid crawled up into the ceiling um, in a closet. There was like a big hole in the closet and they, he crawled up there and Ian had to get him down and it uh, it took a really long time and it <laughs> didn't, you know, it wasn't easy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was a real. So insane. Yeah, real story. <laughs> well, um, this episode I believe is going to uh, drop on February 12th. Mm-hmm. Um. So, other than <laughs> if you haven't watched Teachers, go back and watch the last what three or four episodes. Yeah, five maybe. Yeah. Um. But anything else you want to like plug oh promote? My gosh. So uh, um. No, please, please tune in Wednesday nights. Um. We premiered um thirty minutes later because younger, which we love, was an hour. Um. But that will go back to its regular thirty minute slot. So, um, ten thirty, nine thirty Central Wednesdays on TV Land. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. Watch yeah. teachers. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, there it is. That's our second episode, yeah. Maya. Um, I do have to apologize to all the Battlestar Galactica fans out there. Uh, I incorrectly referenced that instead of Battlefield Earth starring uh, John Travolta. So <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended. Oh, how dare you? I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Tell your friends about us and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please rate and review us. Or you can visit our website, pilotcopilots.com. There's no hyphen in that. And send us a message or suggestions. Also, if you've enjoyed so far, check out our Kickstarter page to help us with production costs. If you can spare a few bucks, amazing. But if you can't, share our Kickstarter on social media. And thank you, thank you to those of you who have supported us since our last episode. Jim McCoy, Megan Boone, Cassandra Shea, Alyssa Satter, Maria Magaglione, Monsi Gupta, Dana Klinkman, Jenny Suvari, Kim Blank, Sarah Romano, Abby Boudreaux, Cecilia Kim, Chris Kelly, Ryan Weir, Teresa Anderson, Nicole Peterson, Stephen Luca, Ben Rosner, and Caitlin Maycheck and Patricia Mercado. Like our Facebook page, and we're Pilot Copilots, with no hyphen, on Instagram and Twitter. Pilot Copilots is produced by Evan Watkins and Maya Boudreaux, with music by Chris Ryan. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thank you.